So thank you for joining me for this third season of What's the Tease? Can you believe it? I can and I can't. (laughs) This episode, my guest is actress, model and burlesque artist Nicole Melrose. Hello, Nicole. Hello. Lovely to be here. How are things going down under? (laughs) Pretty good, pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think um, everyone's itching to dive back into life now because um, the restrictions are, are, you know, slowly but surely being lifted. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've noticed the theatres are opening up again Mm -hmm. and I've done one performance now, uh, burlesque, which has been, you know, everything went wrong, but it was fun. (laughs) And in real life performance? Oh, yes, it was a live performance. So uh, that, that was a lot of fun. But over the last couple of weeks, you know, we've had to sort of postpone the next performance for the last two weeks just because of the um, unpredictability with the COVID restrictions. And Mm -hmm. then also we have to make sure that we're under a certain amount of people, but we have to also be uh, over a certain amount of people so we can sort of, you know, we don't lose money in the the theater. So that it pays for itself. Yeah, well, I'm not fast. If I if I make anything at the moment, I'm just really itching to get back on stage and mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the swing of things. So, Nicole, you're a Melbourne native with European roots stemming from yeah. Sweden and Croatia. In your childhood, how did the time spent with your grandmother, a high fashion models of the 50s, 60s <laughs> and 70s, influence your aspirations in the fashion world? Well, I think... My grandmother definitely inspired me with allowing me to be myself and be free. And I remember she would buy these pricey ornaments to paint. And one day she allowed me to paint one. And I think I completely destroyed it. Mm-hmm. I put all sorts of colors and spots and stripes on it. And uh, she took it and what she did is she sort of outlined the different colorings and put shapes and things and I thought, oh my goodness, you know, and and she just showed me how to sort of find beauty in in everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the way that she's definitely inspired me is the fact that I do love my my period pieces. I love my, you know, 1920s, 30s, 40s, up into the 60s. Mm-hmm. And then in the late 60s, I lose a bit of interest. <laughs> in the 70s, the 80s, and then there's me in the 90s, you know. <laughs> she, did, she, she always allowed me to express myself, and I always had a big imagination. She had a, a friend from Croatia uh, that she came, I think, I don't know if they were on the same boat. Mm-hmm. And I've I've literally heard that you know I, we we arrived on a boat you know yeah. <laughs> and you know that's just that's so surreal I love her stories one of her best friends was a dressmaker and I would sketch up things that I would want her to make and mm-hmm. she would make them and I remember I told her, I want this dress and I wanted to have a long train mm-hmm. and I think I was five. Wow. Six, my grandmother yeah yeah my my grandmother said God you needed everything to be exactly what you pictured it and if not you know you'd work on it and um i said the train isn't long enough and she said well how do you how long do you want we can't sew any more of the train on it 
So I got a, a, a pair of scissors and I cut up, which I wasn't supposed to use, by the way. <laughs> I cut up the rest of the fabric and I safety pinned it. And the train went all the way from from the bottom of the stairs to the to the very, very top into the <laughs> next room. And she goes, that was the longest train I've ever seen. I don't even think brides have trains that long. <laughs> <laughs> always, always one for costumes. And then... So I think that, you know, that's why I love my burlesque. I think that's where that comes from. Mm -hmm. um, and then the nudity, I, I loved running around naked. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, that uh, abandonment uh, that we have when we are young, when we are children. But everybody criticizes you if, you if you have that or you share that to an extent when you're older. And I got a lot of criticism and I got, I got a lot of, um, I got in trouble a lot because I, I don't think I really... I don't think I ever really grew up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Speaking of like running around in the nude, you've described <laughs> your interest in burlesque as a slow development. So how was your mm -hmm. love for bearskin espoused in Sweden? I was born naked and I, and I preferred not to wear clothes. So mm -hmm. I remember when, when we would stay in Sweden and then I'd come back, this is when I was older in Australia. Mm -hmm. And if you're getting changed in a change room, it's very bizarre to do it in the common area. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of women I would find go into the stalls. And me, I don't care. You know, I've got everything sort of hanging, hanging there for the world to see. I think, you know, in Sweden where that's more accepted, I just kind of grew up but because we spent a lot of time in Sweden. Mm -hmm. You know, not really having to... I didn't grow up feeling that guilt or shame of needing to cover my body because... I think in Europe, it's just a little bit more friendly there, mm -hmm. more acceptable. My Swedish grandmother, she told me a story that uh, she took me to work one day and uh, I was quite grumpy because I had to wear clothes. So <laughs> I, I agreed to put on a dress and, and I put on a dress and she asked one of her work colleagues to uh, babysit me for five minutes. And he asked me, I don't know what questions she was telling me, you know, are you happy? Can you show me a big smile? And what I did is I leant forward and I lifted my dress over my head and laughed. And apparently, I, I don't remember this, she was so embarrassed because I didn't have any underwear on. <laughs> and I just showed the whole room. You know? But I mean, I was very little then. So, you know, you don't mm -hmm. look at it in a wrong way. But I mean, I think everybody was a little bit um, like, oh my goodness, you know, we didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's it's never been something where I've just sort of embraced it. I've honestly just preferred the, mm -hmm. the feeling bare skin. And, and even now, I really don't get dressed at home unless I have to. Mm -hmm. um, I feel very restricted. Even with necklaces, I don't like sleeping with jewelry on. I don't, I don't like it. So it was, it's quite natural for me to just take the clothes off one day on, on stage and I can do this. I feel like those words of uh, Marilyn Monroe definitely resonates with you, which is, what do you wear to bed? And she said, Chanel number no. five. <laughs> I don't even wear that. I just put the sheets on. <laughs> I love that. Cool. So how did your discovery of burlesque transpire? from attending a speakeasy whilst underage. Oh. Scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, no one knew I was over, uh, overage, underage, I'm overage now. No one knew I was underage at the time. I think I just turned 17 and I think I was with a friend 
But I remember hearing uh, the two owners expressing quite loudly, um, because I could hear it over the music, that the burlesque dancer, she didn't turn up. My grandmother taught me a little bit about it, but it was mainly a family friend and a babysitter. I don't think I've said her name in, goodness, about eight years. I miss her. Svetlana. Then I think later on, I, I, I looked up burlesque in the books and you know, did my reading on Gypsy Rose Lee because my grandmother showed me this movie. And I thought, oh, gee, I don't really understand it quite. And then I think Dita Von Tees was coming out. And um, I'd been gifted this book, The Art of Tease. Yes. I think that came out. Yes. I loved that she was wearing lingerie mm -hmm. that was glamorous, just like a Disney princess dress. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I thought, gee, well, if she, if she can find that or make that or whatever, maybe I can. And um, I did. I, 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 I found, you know, Pleasure State lingerie. Then there was Chantelle lingerie, Chantelle Thomas. Mm -hmm. um, and I bought some, all these lovely matching lingeries and everything like that. And uh, I think 16, I was coming out of my Gothic period. So every single uh, day I would wear matching lingerie and I would match the lingerie to the outfit that I was wearing with beautiful suspenders and heels and, you know, the, uh, the pin stockings. So by that stage, you know, I was going to these speakeasies where they had stand-up comedians, they had vaudeville performers, they had burlesque dancers, and I'd only ever seen one burlesque performance, in, in, you know, that was um, current. And I, so I went up to the two owners and I said, oh, are you looking for a burlesque performer? And they said, yeah, yeah, we are. And I said, oh, I, did, I couldn't help overhearing, but I'm, I'm a burlesque performer, so I lied. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of theater and acting, and I definitely, I, I am very much an introvert. And uh, then, but I love to get up on stage, and I love to perform, and I love to have the spotlight, and I love getting dressed up. And I knew that um, I, I could probably just make it up all the way through. And uh, the, you know, the song "Sing, Sing, Sing." Yes, yes. So I said. I was thinking that that's the song I need playing because I know that one inside and out. And they've gone, okay, so what's your routine? And I've gone, oh, you'll see. Um, they said, do you need any props? And I said, yes, I need a chair. And I was thinking, I'll just do that because in my head, I used to listen to, um, it was a Jolie Holland song and it was, it's called Old Fashioned Morphine. Mm -hmm. And I always pictured this beautiful uh, performance of doing it in, in, you know, taking off clothes with lingerie. But of course, I needed it to be upbeat. So I, I said, put on Sing, Sing, Sing. I'll do it with a chair and I'll just speed up what I've been imagining. And I remember they announced my name. And I think I gave a phony name. I can't remember what it was though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as soon as I felt the warmth of the light, I began to sweat. And I thought, oh my goodness, what have I done? What have I done? But then I couldn't see the audience. The song came on and I just went. Yeah, I, I really did kind of just bull my way through it with the old dance lessons that I've taken. Um, and then also putting, just dancing like uh, nobody's watching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then um, I couldn't I couldn't take off my, my bra because I realized I didn't have any 
any tassels. Mm -hmm. But what I did was is I took the bra off and and I um, (laughs) held it out, but I had the curtain around me and kind of took the curtain and then it kept going and everyone was cheering and um, I actually, I don't know if this was the first performance or, or later on, but I ended up taking my underwear off and I was just wrapped in this curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm holding it out so the audience can see and, and put my leg out. And then I ran upstairs. And uh, I was in, in the stairway and put, trying to put my bra and underpants on. And everybody coming through the hallway to go, oh, that was a great performance, which, which was very lovely because I made it up. Gone, <laughs> oh, you actually have nothing on under there. And I've gone, yep. Yep, it's how you keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> Meantime, you're just winging it. <laughs> oh, I was completely. And they, they said, oh, please come back. We'll, we'll have you, you know, um, maybe uh, every, every second week. And I said, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm going away for about a year. I've got a, an agency. and Because and, I was modeling then. I, mm-hmm. But I didn't have an agency. I lied. And, and I lied that I was going on a year tour. Mm-hmm. I was going on a tour, but it was only going to be for about a maybe a month or six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I and I said, but when I come back, if you're still open, they go, of course we'll be open. I said, I'd love to come. And I did. I ended up working there. And then I ended up working after that at, at Red Benny's, which, which really opened some lovely doors to meeting some wonderful artists. Yeah, no, yeah, Zelia Rose. She, she used to work backstage at Red Benny's and sometimes we'd sort of see each other before, you know, I'd go on and she'd go on. I'd, one day I heard, you know, she's touring with Dee's and I thought, oh, I'd like to see Dee Dovantees now because I'd like to see this girl perform, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I guess that's how the, the beginning, you know, seeing Dita and then um, seeing later on a, a woman that I used to see backstage working together. So you never know where the road will take you. Indeed. Speaking of your improvisational skills, how did your background in dance, performing arts and modeling influence your burlesque journey? Well, I've always been somebody that, that loves to perform. If, I, if I'm feeling shy, it, takes me, it can take me three hours to sort of get into, you know, Nicole Melrose mode. It took me about a, an hour to prepare even to, to be gamey enough to to come on today. <laughs> mm. um, so I was sitting there sort of doing some vocal warm-ups. But that I think that's my background with performing, you know, theater, learning vocal warm-ups, and then also learning body warm-ups for dance, stretching. The, the more you practice and the more you keep yourself, if you're not working, I like training, and that's something that I've kept up all my life. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I'm not working, I'll make sure that I'm doing a theater class or, or movement class, or a voice class, or something, because then if you've got all these techniques and things, and you've got sort of like this belt of, of tools and tricks and things that you can do to warm up, and then you're keeping your body also in check. So uh, my teacher used to say, it's like going to the gym, but you're going to the emotional gym. Uh, so it, everything's there and, and you, you've got it and you can unlock it. I think that's that's really why I've always been able to draw on improvising because you're not really always improvising. You're working with things that you know, but you're putting a different pattern or a different spin on it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. 
So you mentioned that like in your first performances when you were at the speakeasy, you had to come up with a name on the spot, um, which I take you no longer use. So how did you then decide to settle with Nicole Melrose? So I really wish I could remember the first one I used. I think it, it was something, a play on the word like she devil, but it was like she deville or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for me, Theater and and film always came before burlesque because I, I've been doing that all my life, and I I always wanted a, like a name that sounded flattering because uh, and sounded pretty and and, and that went with uh, that went with um, Nicole because I didn't want to be when I was younger I was called Nikki mm-hmm. and I very much don't like being called Nikki uh, because I've got some. Uh, traumatic memories that I won't go into attached to that name Mm -hmm. so I've gone well it says on my birth certificate Nicole so everyone call me Nicole please (laughs) so in my adult life I you know I went by Nicole and I thought so I've gone what goes with Nicole and I'm I'm thinking uh, I think I was thinking of like Shirei because when I was a child I used to love Shira oh yeah but I've yeah, but I, you know, it it took me I think maybe about six months until I thought because um, my sister, my younger sister, her middle name is Rose, mm-hmm. and um, but I thought you know, um, Rose because I love Sleeping Beauty and mm-hmm. and they called her Rose, but I've got Nicole Rose. Everybody's a rose. Um, I want to be something different, you know, the tall poppy syndrome, but reversed. Mm-hmm. And um, I started to put like, um, what goes there? Like a rose, carose, a rose. And I just sort of went through the alpha- alphabet and then like Melrose sounded lovely. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Nicole Melrose. And I liked that it was an M because I, I was thinking, mmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I sound delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with Nicole Melrose. And then I found out it was its own marketing scheme because everyone's going, oh, you drive? And I've gone, what's that? And I've actually tried to look up recently because of COVID this Melrose Drive series that I haven't seen yet. What, and then there's Melrose Plays. Yes. Oh, that's that's the series. Melrose. Melrose Place. Play. Yeah. And then there's then there's the shopping strip and everything like that. And I'm going, my goodness, what a good marketing tactic I've fallen upon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every nobody forgot my name. Um, I, I had a lot of MCs that have gone to introduce me. They have to write everyone's name down. And I've had about four of them come around the back and go, your name is actually the only name I've never had to write down. <laughs> And I've gone, why is that? And they've gone, because it kind of sounds real. and Or they've got Melrose Drive or Melrose Place on their head. So I've gone, well, that's good. You'll never forget me then. So I sort of stumbled upon it, um, you know, and it worked anyway. (laughs) Um, How would you describe your burlesque performance style? I would just say I go with slowing everything down now. Mm -hmm. So I love beautiful gowns and pretending to play princess really i love my sparkles and oh goodness you know it's all it's all you know glamour and and disney and because i was never a great great fantastic 
tap dancer or ballet dancer or um, jazz dancer, as mm -hmm. you can see some wonderful performers there. And I'm going, God, I'm not going up under that competition. So I really just went with um, making it grand, elaborate, giving it maybe a little bit of a story mm -hmm. and giving it a bit of a crescendo at some point and then teetering off mm -hmm. or giving it a crescendo and going off. Every time I've had somebody, a girl saying, you know, I want to learn how, how to do burlesque. And I go, you know what? There's a lot of ways. I mean, you got to pick your gimmick. Mm -hmm. And people are like, what is it? You know, that's something I guess you can get from the Gypsy Rose Lee movie. You know? yes. What's the gimmick? I love gimmick. that song. Yeah. And mine is honestly, I've, I just say to people, you know, you count in time and you go one, two, three, four. So in my head, when I'm doing songs, I'm listening to the music and I'm just going one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. <laughs> right. and, yeah and I'm just going slow it down so much that you feel uncomfortable because if you feel like you're working at a comfortable speed I bet you you're going too fast you know, like if you're undoing buckles on your shoe you mm -hmm. can actually work with with the slow timing and you, you mm -hmm. don't have to sort of panic yourself into trying to get it off faster you're actually working with breathing slow and, and smiling and you know, everything just slows down nicely. So mm -hmm. just slow it down. <laughs> I love that you uh, work with the Mississippi time count because I grew up <laughs> learning that as well. And then like sort of in my adult life when I've used it, um, people were like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? That's like how you count time. One Mississippi, <laughs> two Mississippi. <laughs> But everybody anyway. sort of forgets about it. And I've had girls like tilt their heads and like, do you literally say in your head one Mississippi? And I go, yeah, yes. it's not very sexy when you think of it. I love it. So as Nicole Melrose, the actress, the model and the burlesque artist, do you tap into specific aspects of yourself to fulfill each of these roles for each industry? Yes, I think I do. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily the best way to go into the industry. I think you should go in with a free natural spirit. And really, I mean, you're always going to be yourself. You, you Even if you're playing a different character, mm -hmm. you, you can't be anyone else but yourself. That's why people, you know, might cast you for something or give you a look because they want your look. Quite early on, I, I put up a, a bit of a wall and um, I will definitely tap into this Nicole Melrose that I've built up. Mm -hmm. um, and now she, she's sort of my strength, you know. She kind of came in and I, sometimes I joke and I say, well, you know, Nicole Melrose is the one that came and killed Nikki, last name, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and saved me. Um, or sometimes I go, Nicole Melrose actually takes Nikki by the hand and makes sure that she's protected. Mm -hmm. The times that I play or do my best are the times when I'm feeling quite inhibited, as you said earlier, more relaxed and, and more like a free spirit. And I don't have to think twice about what I say. I'm feeling quite comfortable now, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, with age, an experience now, I, I think uh, I, I can sort of 
tap into my my freedom a little bit easier um, and give myself permission to just kind of let go. Mm-hmm. And when I let go, that's when I create the best stuff. Absolutely. Because you don't have that sense of shame or you don't question yourself. Mm-hmm. You just go in and you... Um, you master that space, you accept the space, you don't reject the space. And when I say the space, I mean, you know, maybe the audition space or the modeling space or the rehearsal theater or the stage. You really have to just go, this is my, this is my space, I'm entitled to this space and I will move freely in it and do as I may and as I want and as I do uh, without sort of, I guess, uh, question yourself too. at all. Don't question yourself at all. <laughs> Beautiful. Your aesthetic leans towards an old Hollywood screen siren like that of Marilyn Monroe. So in your burlesque, when adopting this aesthetic, do your performances serve as an authentic homage to this era or do you play with giving it a modern twist? Well, I did grow up with my grandmother, so there's always going to be that old-fashioned respect um, to it yeah I mean I guess there is a beautiful homage there I think I guess you know Jean Harlow was a very big influence for me Charlie Chaplin for me very much this I I play into that silent era of movies and I and I prefer to do with tracks that don't have um, any vocals in them so it does feel more like a silent movie I do love my Jean Harlow because I'm actually quite, I've got freckles across my nose Mm -hmm. and I've actually got very dark brown hair. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was younger in the sun a lot more, these freckles really sort of stuck out and I had long hair, but I would always tie it up. And a lot of people said I looked like a little boy. Jean Harlow kind of gave me that um, permission but to see she wasn't somebody that was, I think, seen as a traditional beauty. She very much built up herself and painted herself. And, and, and that's why I, I thought she was so fascinating. And I thought, wow, she's very feminine. If she can do that, maybe I can do that, but make it 20, 21st century. You know? mm-hmm. So I, I did, but... Um, I guess I didn't go blonde until I was maybe 17. Before I did this big blonde shtick, as they call it, mm-hmm. um, I, I was quite involved in the gothic scene. Um, so I still painted myself up and I wore corsets and I loved my shoes. And, it, you know, it was like transitioning from, you know, wearing dark garments into lighter garments, really. Mm-hmm. But um, even then, I, I looked at you know, people from the past, you know, in the, even Morticia or Vampira, mm-hmm. they're still painted up, but they're still seen as, you know, beautiful and sexy and, and uh, yeah, so. So what has been a highlight in your career as a burlesque performer? Oh, the audiences. Oh, I love when I'm on a big stage and, uh, you feel that warm light on you and everyone's having a buzz and you you can just hear your music because the audience is cheering sometimes they don't even know what they're cheering at they, they you know you, your energies just sort of bleed together 
So during this pandemic time, um, one of the most notable things you've done is publish your book, The Words I Swallowed. Can you tell me more about the book? So The Words I Swallowed is mainly a build-up of poetry and prose and written-down thought processes from maybe the age of 13, 14, 15, up until now. And I mean, I've got maybe about 17 diaries and then I've burnt maybe about 30 of them. I just went through and selected the ones that I really wanted to put out because I reached a stage in my life and I just wanted to let all this out. I had a lot of hurt in me and uh, I selected the ones that I thought resonated the most and would be you know, wouldn't be too, I guess, personal to read. So everything's a little bit coded, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it was also very important for me to publish this book because as a young girl, I I have dyslexia. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was also told to write a lot. And I always loved, you know, like Shakespeare and Edgar Allan Poe, and I think it does have that undertone in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really was a time for me to conquer words. Um, and I say that because I had a stutter when I was younger as well, um, which I got from a bit of a trauma experience. Mm-hmm. And that's a stage in my life where I guess I started to speak very much under my breath. Mm-hmm. A lot of people couldn't understand what I was saying. So I had this terrible stutter and I also had this terrible ability to read and publishing this book was just a way of me to go I've been through this a way of me getting a voice and me conquering those words again but yeah no that's that's what I worked on and I'm very very proud of it but yeah no thank you for for bringing that up I would have forgotten (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, after an incredibly difficult 2020 for the arts across the globe, what can we look forward to from Nicole Melrose in 2021? I've got a tour that I'm actually meant to be planning quite soon, going to Adelaide, then to Sydney, and then from there I'll probably go somewhere else. But I have to be a little bit mindful that everything that I I did, you know, to save up money... Mm-hmm. Um, before COVID, now I kind of have to be, you know, more mindful. Um, so I can't travel too elaborately. So everything sort of needs to be planned down to to, to definitely a T. So I'm I'll be I'll be touring. I'm working on a new costume for a new burlesque act mm-hmm. um, called Why So Blue. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that's that's something that's coming up, and then uh, a film which I won't go into now. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to speak more confidently on that. Maybe in the middle of the year, there's definitely a film that I, uh, I wrote a while ago and then I sent it to writer Steve Coates. And I told him, can you just modernize it? Because I know I'd based it sort of maybe in like the 50s. And so I want, I want to sort of start doing a few more modern films. So mm-hmm. I'm you know, a little bit more versatile. I guess that's another thing I've got coming up. So I'm, um, I will never lose that love for glamour and the old and the traditional. But I definitely do want to be seen as somebody more versatile now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be building a lovely show reel up for for my acting. But I think most people follow my my uh, my period piece work and my you know the 1950s and that you know glamour glamour mm-hmm. Nicole Melrose. There'll be a lot of that, don't worry. <laughs> and in closing, where can we follow and support the work that you do? You can go to my website, which is nicolemelrose.com. Uh, you can watch a few of my short films that I've done. You can see some of my recorded burlesque. Uh, modeling, you can get in contact with me. And I even have a little, I call it my web diary. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess it's more like a blog. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> like the word blog. I think it sounds ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, people, for seven ninety nine, you can actually join and, and I'll put up you know, behind the scenes or during shooting or um, the first finalized pictures. Be mindful. There is a lot of tit and tees in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of bare bottom. <laughs> I also write a lot in there. Um, otherwise, there's Instagram, which is Nicole underscore Melrose. Mm-hmm. And uh, God, so many... If you just type in Nicole Melrose into Google, <laughs> you'll find me. <laughs> you'll find me on um, all the platforms. <laughs> the girl <yeah>. is everywhere. <laughs> yeah, my butt's in your face no matter where you look. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Nicole Melrose, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of What's the Tease? Thank you so much for having me and have a lovely, lovely month or, you know, just... And say hello to your partner for me as well.